Hello, uh, this is week one, day one of our brand new uh, podcast series. Uh, we call it The Daily. As mentioned uh, last Sunday in the message, uh, this is our uh, really humble attempt providing a compelling alternative story that is opposed to the endless uh, barrage of information, of news that uh, many of us have subscribed to or are actively tracking through our various uh, social media apps, uh, through subscribing to different uh, channels. Uh, while we think that that is uh, well and good and important for you to be informed, uh, you know, we've also noted that by constantly being inundated with all that information, it does do something to your heart and uh, really shapes uh, your mind, your perspective. And it's often a one-way trajectory to uh, more fear, more anxiety. And so this is our attempt uh, in subverting that, you know, with just five to seven minutes uh, every day of uh, just a short kind of uh, exposition on a verse uh, and then a time of prayer that we will partake in together. So this the whole idea here is for you to uh, pop in your earphones uh, on your way to work and you can take a listen to this even as you commute. We hope and we really believe that this will be nourishing for your soul, uh, especially in this challenging time. And so this is week one, day one of The Daily. And so a buddy of mine uh, visited me uh, some few months ago and uh, my buddy's from the US and so I brought him to a uh, hawker center for him to uh, try out some of our food because uh, he really wanted the whole crazy rich Asian uh, experience. So I brought him to a hawker center and uh, we were walking around and I remember it was uh, the lunch hour and so he saw all these uh, packets of uh, tissue uh, that were you know put on tables and and it was all over, you know, and he was really curious. And so he asked me, he's like, why are there all these uh, packets of Kleenex, uh, as he calls them, uh, on the tables? And so I said, oh, this is how uh, Singaporeans uh, would reserve uh, seats in places like this. They would throw a packet of tissues and uh, it would mean that the seat is reserved for them. And so he, out of curiosity, he asked, oh, so, so like, where did this uh, tradition come from? Uh, who started it? Why do people do it? Why tissues? And ask all these uh, really uh, good questions. And so, you know, he caught me off guard there. And so I, I paused for a while. And I remember my reply to him. I was just like, uh, we do it just because, uh, yeah, we just do it and because other people do it. And, uh, you know, I, I, it struck me in that moment, uh, honestly, you know, and I, I begin to think and consider how much uh, of the things that I do, uh, of the things that I say, of uh, the stuff that I think, uh, I actually do it, uh, say it and think it because uh, other people do say and think it. And uh, it got me thinking, you know, it got me on this track of uh, just, uh, you know, scanning through my life and some of my beliefs and some of my habits and think, you know, how much of uh, the things I've picked up and the things that I do are actually things that, you know, I have uh, picked up along the way simply by living in culture, being immersed in it, being surrounded by others who are purveyors of this culture. And uh, it really got me on this theory that much of uh, the work of discipleship, much of, much of uh, the work of, uh, of spiritual formation is actually counter-formation in many ways, right? You know, when we live in the world, just being a part of it, being a participant, we will pick up habits, we will pick up perspectives, we will pick up 
you know, it's just little quirks and things that we do just, that you know, it's just really natural, right? We pick up things and we're constantly being formed, we're constantly being shaped, we're constantly being molded uh, into something. And much of the work of discipleship is actually counter-formation. It's actually uh, going against that which we have been formed uh, into. And so, you know, I think uh, even in this time uh, with the endless barrage of the news, media, uh, reactions of various communities around us that, uh, you know, it, it does something to our heart, right? Being immersed in it. It is forming us. It is shaping our perspective, our worldview. And so the question here that we ought to ask is what then uh, begins this work of counterformation where we subvert uh, the culture, cultural narrative, where we subvert uh, popular opinion and we lean on divine wisdom, counsel, uh, godly perspective. And that's when we begin to look at scripture. That's when we begin to immerse ourselves uh, in the word of God, in this uh, text, in this uh, book that is no, not just an archaic piece of literature. It is living, it's breathing, it's speaking to us. Even now, you know, even as the Spirit of God animates the words that we read and the words uh, lift off the pages and speaks to our hearts. Uh, that is you know, the experience uh, that is possible for all of us uh, in Scripture through the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to begin today by reading a passage of Scripture over you. I'm going to spend some time unpacking it. We're going to end uh, in a short time of prayer. If you have a Bible or, um, you know, if you just want to listen, I'll encourage you to turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. My physical Bible here smells like good old leather. Uh, but, you know, I, I just love flipping. I wonder if you can hear the flipping of the pages. But uh, chapter 15, verse 13, it says this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is God's word. Now, this passage, this particular verse, uh, easily falls into my top 10 uh, verses because there's just so much in there. I wouldn't even be able to scratch the surface of the depth uh, of uh, the, the amount of revelation that's just soaked uh, in, these, in these words, you know. Um, but I love that line that says that now may the God of hope fill you. You know that word hope is really interesting, right? When you think of hope uh, in a secular sense, it often has uh, notions of uh, it being wishful. Uh, you know, you would say, I hope that this happens. I hope it doesn't rain today. I hope uh, he comes on time for a meeting. Uh, that kind of hope uh, is often kind of like attributed, uh, kind of like linked and related to like wishful thinking almost. And it's built on uh, principles of uncertainty. You're not sure that it's going to happen, but you wish that it would happen. But, but the biblical word for hope is super interesting. It's the word LPs and it loosely translates to the confident expectation of good. Now that is just good news, right? The confident expectation of good, right? And that this is good, this confidence that we have in God that things will turn out for good is not so much built on a pros and cons list, so much built on, okay, I've, I've done the math and the outcome will be uh, favorable. I'm confident of it. No, 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 it's not that. But this uh, concept of hope and the confidence that we have you know, in hope uh, is really tied uh, in extricably to God's character and God's nature. And so it will be accurate to say that because God is good and because I can only expect good things from God, I can have confidence that there is good coming my way. And such uh, an amazing, profound word. And we are called to be 
uh, people who live with hope be also purveyors of this hope uh, in our world. It says this, you know, that it's the God of hope that fills us with all joy and peace in believing. Now, there's a caveat here, right? In order for us to have joy and peace, we need to believe. That, that, that is such a, a challenging, uh, yet stunning and beautiful statement, right? That joy and peace comes in believing. It doesn't come when the circumstances change. It doesn't come when uh, there's a favorable outcome. It doesn't come when things turn in the right direction. No, it comes in believing. As you believe, as you put your trust, your faith in God, in the God of hope, in the God that we can confidently expect good from, joy and peace becomes the natural byproduct. And it goes on in the verse, it says this, that, that you may, after being filled, abound in hope, overflow in hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that, that imagery, right? You are being filled with hope, but not just to near enough. It is to the point that you overflow, that you spill out, that your hope begins to leak out of you. Think of like a pipe bursting at the seams. That, that is the kind of hope that we are called to have and carry. That hope spilling into places around us, spilling into communities, spilling into a family, spilling into people who are undergoing challenging circumstances. That is the kind of hope we are to have. It is for us to live with such a conviction that we are to convict, confidently expect good. And that confidence to convict others around us. That is the kind of hope we are to have. What amazing passage of scripture. I hope it blessed you. Um, you know what we're going to do now is we're going to enter into a short time of prayer together. I want us to begin to think and ponder on this text even as we quieten our hearts. Uh, wherever you're at, you're ready to train the bus, the car, home, quieten our hearts for just a moment. And let's just think about that verse, you know. Confident expectation of good. The God of hope filling us with all joy and peace in believing. And ask the Lord, you know, where are the areas to which I find challenging to believe. Do I need help in this time? Help me in my unbelief, O oh God. Just quieten in your hearts and just ponder that text that we've just read together. Amazing. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you uh, for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness that is extended to us. Uh, while we don't deserve it, while we didn't earn it, we didn't merit it, uh, but you are so gracious, you are so merciful, you freely extend your goodness toward us. And Lord, even in this moment, we affirm our trust in your nature that you are a good God. That even in this time, uh, in spite of all that we hear and face, God, we choose to believe uh, that your goodness is real, that you are so, so good, that it is a reality that we can experience even here on earth. Uh, we, we think of uh, the word of the psalmist, uh, surely we would have lost heart had we not believed that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God, we believe that we will see your goodness in our lifetime. Uh, even, you know, specific to this situation, Lord, we believe that we will see your goodness even in this challenging time. So, Lord, we love you and God, we ask for your presence, your spirit to rest upon us, even as we navigate through the rest of the day. 
lead us, guide us. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to week one, day one of The Daily. You know, there'll be uh, fresh new episodes uh, every day and we'll keep this going for as long as we're able to. Uh, but yeah, you know, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day at work. Grace and peace. God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing, you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace.